0: Hello, St. Louis. This is your host of STL Leaders, Brian Bisking. And today I got a great guest, actually a longtime friend of mine, Jeff Smith. Jeff joined Icon Mechanical in Grant City, Illinois in January 2007 and lives in Nashville, Tennessee with his wife, dog, and his three grown children and two grandchildren who he loves to spoil. He is part of the executive team at Icon Mechanical and responsible for the company's overall growth and financial health. He provides leadership for the company's financial activities, corporate strategic planning, risk management and is responsible for the finance team. Jeff is responsible for the development and execution of the financial strategy supporting the company's growth and business plans and maintaining a strong financial position. Jeff has been in the construction industry for many years and has also worked in leadership positions in the steel distribution industry as well as owned his own accounting consulting and income tax practice for several years. Jeff enjoys working with others and seeing them succeed personally and professionally. It's my great honor to welcome Jeff Smith. Welcome, Jeff.
1: Hey, Brian. It's good to be here. I appreciate you inviting me on the show, and uh, it's always good to see you. So,
0: Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you taking some time out of the day today and uh, allowing me to come into the office. This is actually the first podcast I've done in person. It's kind of nice to be out of my uh, virtual office.
1: Yeah, it's been kind of a crazy year trying to do everything by Zoom or by phone, and um, I'm very much ready to get things back to normal, Absolutely. whatever that is. Well, Yeah,
0: whatever that is is right. <laughs> right. Um, so let's get started. Um, you know, as, as we as we kind of talked and, and prepared for the you know this recording of this episode, we talked a little a lot about leadership. and and I long quick story I'll tell our, our listeners is I actually met Jeff. Um, I sold them some payroll information when I worked for a company called ADP several years ago, and we just became friends and have, and stayed in touch ever since. But uh, one thing I always loved about you and y- and your attitude was the leadership and the and the way you have a vision for success. And so, for our listeners today, why don't you tell us a little bit about your leadership role and how you kind of got into the path of being the CFO for such a large you know mechanical contractor here in Illinois?
1: Sure, no problem. Um, I've been here uh, fourteen years, and you know started off you know small, just like anybody else, out of college in a uh, a CPA firm, and <clears throat> realized that public accounting wasn't quite what I was. Was after um, and got into construction and uh, still industry as well over the years. And so it just kind of took off. And, and when I joined ICON, you know, we were uh, quite a bit smaller as compared to today. Um, and it's been a, a, a big blessing to be here because of the fact I've been able to grow the company. But a lot of my leadership, you know, I believe is, is a lot of uh, trial and error at times, just like anything else. Sure. Um, you know, but. You have to have a base that um, you kind of learn I learned a lot in college you know just trying to um, treat people as you want to be treated and um, you know and and then I went and kind of started my own little accounting practice and whatnot so I've dealt with a lot of different people over the years and in order to do that you have to have a skill that you can adapt very quickly with different people um, and that's part of leadership absolutely
0: so you mentioned a couple things in there about like the style of leadership you have but what would you say is your leadership style, and how do you, how do you lead with inside this organization?
1: Sure. Yeah, I'm a very much a believer of freedom and ownership. Um,
0: what do you mean by that? Explain s- that.
1: Okay. Yep. So, and you'll hear me say it um, a couple times probably in the podcast, but and my staff hears it all the time. Um, you know, I always say Icon is like a big playground, and you get a sandbox on it. I believe that to be almost anything. You know, everything's kind of a playground, and you have your spot on it. And you own that spot, you own that sandbox, and as long as you stay within those boundaries and, and, and play well, you are going to do very well. Um, but when we each own our own thing and have the freedom to to grow without being micromanaged and things like that, I'm not a big uh, proponent of micromanaging. Um, you know, I believe people are very successful. Um, I think you can take an employee who has the the kind of the yearning inside of them. And Treat them as though they're self-employed while being employed all at the same time You have to have a little bit of that drive in yourself, but I think when you allow them the freedom I also believe in having fun You know, I don't like being stale as you probably know from all the years. We've known each other. You know, I think um, Having a good sense of humor and things like that and allowing that within the group and allowing that freedom I think can do very well.
0: I like your sandbox theory. That's uh, first time. I've heard that um, but just to reiterate, that for our listeners, basically what Jeff is saying is he gives you know a box for the employees to to be able to work inside of and and gives them the ownership to run their position the way they feel fit. And I think um, as any successful leader would say, is micromanagement is not a uh, not an uh, avenue for successful leadership. And I think you know that theory or that sandbox theory that you referenced there is um, a unique analogy to put it. And I think. Uh, could be could be very well utilized.
1: Well, I also think what that does is allow people to take risks. You know, I think trying to take a calculated risk is a very smart thing to do. Um, you know, you may have heard this before: you fail forward. You know, failure is is just the next success waiting to happen. You yeah, know, that's how you learn. So um, I don't discourage risk taking or mistakes. I just want us to grow from them. And I think again, when you have that sort of, if you can build that culture like that. People aren't scared to do something either.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you think about qualities that you have as a leader and that make up a successful leader, um, what are those qualities that you think? You mentioned kind of one of them already being, but fun, was one of the words you were, utilized. But um, dive in a little bit deeper on the qualities that make up you as a leader and, and that you
1: that you have found in other people that you believe are successful leaders. Absolutely. So I, I one of the big things in a, in a leader you should try to create, number one, you should always be humble all right you have to acknowledge that you know you started small no matter what level you are in your career um even if you are just starting out there's a, a lot of opportunity out there and you always got to be humble and remember that someone gave you a chance and one of the things that i really enjoy is and, and pride is seeing someone else be successful absolutely you know um i don't want i don't need all the credit you know i i would much rather you have the credit even if I help guide you, I like coaching people. Um, you know, you share the credit, you own the mistakes, you know, so if my team makes a mistake and, and you know, I'll, I'll also share that blame or take the lead of that blame, but the credit goes to them because they're the ones that's growing and supporting it. Um, entrepreneurial mindset is another big one. Um, the People that I find to be successful have that mindset, even if, even if you're the receptionist. If you have that Uh, small business, entrepreneurial, go-getter mindset, you can do very well at whatever level you are in the company. Um, You know, and I say the receptionist role, you know, that's the first person you see when when you walk into an organization. Absolutely. And it is one of the key positions in an organization. So, you know, and if you have a mindset of leader and the fun attributes that I'm talking about and still give them that, that playground and sandbox, even any role can do very well. Um, again back to freedom you know you just get out of the way um, you know I expect people to enjoy that freedom I want them to take those risks but that's a two-way street you know if I give you the freedom and the latitude to do what you need to do um, I expect you to if you come to me with a problem you also have a solution yeah you know take advantage of the ability to try to think outside of the box sure. you know at the same time um, and trust is another big big thing and um, You know, none of us are perfect at it and I'm not going to say or say that I am, but you know, you have to be open-minded and you you want your team to trust you. If nothing else you want them to be able to know, they can come in here, have a conversation with you, you're going to listen, you may agree, you may disagree, but they can trust the fact that you're open-minded enough to listen to their their issues. Um, You also try to build a trust within each other. And as you know, in any organization as you get bigger you have different personalities, you have different things, you know, and agendas and everything else. But, you know, if I can trust that you have my back and I have your back, even if we don't agree on something and we're doing it for the right reasons, you're still going to have a good outcome. Sure. So trust is a big, big
0: thing. Well, it allows you to have open dialogue within the organization to maybe find new ideas and f- ways that can, things can get improved uh because you have trust in your employees that they're going to they're they're only trying to look out for the best interests of the organization and right. not necessarily themselves. So right. I think that's you know I think that's pivotal in any any organization is to have trust integrity and, and all those all those qualities. Yep. When you think of your organization here at Icon and, and as being a leader as a CFO, I mean obviously you see, oversee quite a, a big department um for you know fairly large organization how do you motivate your team to lead? You know, what do you do to to get them to be excited to come to work every day and to fight for the cause of you know taking Icon to the next level.
1: That's a great question. Um, what I try to do is you know care about them professionally as well as personally. That's one of the things. Um, you know, I, I try to get out into the group, even as busy as I am, um, and visit with each person at least once a day. You know, how are you doing? What's going on? Um, I think when you show that. But I also, the professional side is, you know, if you need continuing education, I strongly encourage that. If, if there's a different role or a different change we need to do, you know, I'm very supportive of that. Um, and I think that adds motivation because, you know, I don't have to just do the same thing the rest of my life if I don't want to. You know, there's opportunity and things like that. Um, again, I, like I've said before, one of the motivations is just get out of the way. You know, one of the best things you can do is say, I, I need a job done here's the parameters of how I can help you and just get out of the way and let them run with it. Absolutely. Um,
0: well, I think and that brings up, you know, back almost back to the micromanaging. You you hired somebody that you thought was fit to do the job that you had at hand. And, I, you know, in my view, the worst thing a leader can do is come in and tell them exactly how they have to do the job right. and, and do basically do the job for them.
1: Well, absolutely, because if, if I'm going to do that, then I really don't need you. Right. And I'm not the smartest guy in the world, so maybe you have a better idea than I do absolutely you know and there's several ways to get to an end result you know I I wanted to get the most efficient way you know that we can do it but you know obviously in accounting and finances procedures and everything like that but you're never gonna see me walk around here with a procedure manual okay because I think when you allow people to explore everybody it, you just inherently go in the direction you need to go there's certain guidelines and parameters you have to do and obviously you, you know uh, protocols but just trying to give them that freedom and not micromanage is, I think, very, very vital.
0: Absolutely. So when you think about um, micromanaging, obviously I I've, I believe that's a big mistake leaders can have. But what would you view as maybe the biggest mistake that a leader can make inside of an organization?
1: Not admit your own mistake.
0: That's awesome. We're all human.
1: And when you admit your mistake, people feel that you're human. And they're also inclined to admit when they're wrong.
0: To. Absolutely. Well, I think it also goes back to the trust. It allows those employees to trust that you're willing to state that, hey, I this was my idea. This is, you know, I led us in this direction, and it, and it turned out to not be the right direction, uh, and I own that. And it allows, I think it builds a, a sense of trust and integrity inside the organization to allow you to say, okay, now we now we know. Let's, let's move forward.
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's been times that, that I have done that where I've gone a direction, and, you know, And I've been reminded that that wasn't the right direction sure and and you're exactly right you have to own it and we can change course just as quick as we originally set out whenever you have that flexibility you know so you don't have to get stuck in one way of doing things there's always a better way if you have you're only as strong as a team is around you yeah okay Um, because if you think you can do it all yourself you're you're crazy Um, you, you can't do it so
0: right what did you learn to become a leader? Did you have a mentor along the way, or was there anybody that guide, guided you to, to you know, develop a leadership style that you have?
1: Sure, and, and again, I go back to my college days. Um, you know, I worked in a factory in Greenville, Illinois um, for five years almost, and obviously I saw there, and, and one of the guys that I remember very well, he was the general manager, and um, he, his style was what I really aspired to, I mean, he had this organization full of people, and he was one of those fun guys, get out of the way, don't micromanage, and I really absorbed that. Then I saw the, the guy after him, and I saw the opposite of that. You know, so I could compare and contrast that one way seemed to work better, one way it didn't work as well. Um, college classes, professors, um, my bosses over the years, you know, you, you always learn a lot from the people around you, and I've seen... You know some good bosses and some not as well some sure. do things better um, and even a great boss has their own weaknesses but uh, so I mean it's I guess I'm a composite of a lot of different people sure
0: so if you had to pick you know one um, one thing that kind of took you this way and, and gets you to the spot you're in today and the leadership that you have today, it sounds like I've heard a couple times here is college was a big part of your life where did you go to college
1: Greenville College it's where I got my uh, accounting degree and Fontbonne University in St. Louis is where
0: I got my master's. Okay awesome so two local colleges here in our community.
1: Yep awesome.
0: What is one thing you wish you would have known when you started your career back in that factory in Greenville, Illinois? What's one thing you know now that you kind of wish you would have known back then?
1: Yeah it took me several years and a few setbacks along the way to figure this one out but you know my nature is dealing in money obviously. And I wish I would have learned at a younger age that money is a tool; it's a resource; it's not something that you place your personal value on. Um, I used to feel differently about my own personal worth based on the size of a bank account or anything else like that. Um, and I've learned that when you when you treat it as what it really is, life's a lot better, and you can maybe accumulate a little more because you're not focused on the end result; you're focused on the journey.
0: I love that. So I I. Um... I, I too have went through that, that exact um, life lesson. Yep. Uh, when I was younger, I used to think that I needed the newest car right. and I needed the, the money to make me happy. And right. as I've gotten to, to where I am now, um, <clears throat> money isn't the end all to be all, right? Yep. And uh, it, it's exactly a tool to provide you a lifestyle. Yep. Um, and sometimes when you stop focusing on the money aspect, more money comes. Um, it took me a while to get to that point, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, uh, but yeah. um, I think that is a great, great life lesson for our listeners um, in, in general. I think not, not even on this podcast, but just a, a life lesson to, to be had.
1: Yeah, because it's a journey. It's, it really is. Um, and, you know, success may be money, success may be relationships. It can be a number of different things. Um, but, you know, obviously in the finance role, you know, it's, it's a scorecard. Sure. And that's how you kind of have to look at it. And the, um, and it's a resource that you have to have to run a company and even you run your own household and things like that. So I agree. It's, it's the journey and not the focus.
0: Absolutely. Is there any books or podcasts or videos or anything that you've listened to along your journey um, that have helped inspire you and, and helped develop the leadership style that you have today?
1: That's a great question. Um, of course, your podcast. Um, well, thank has, you. <laughs> has been, and actually, and to give you credit, it's been very... Uh, been very good to see you do this So thank you um, you know other books and different things I mean there's a lot of them I tried to listen you know with me coming up to st. Louis and back to Nashville quite a bit um, you know I get a lot of road time and audibles a, a good friend of mine now and so you know some of the books that I've listened to over the years you know uh, good to great um, you know with Jim Collins I mean talks about getting the right people on the bus and getting the wrong people off um, you know it, it again it goes back to the team you know And you gotta build that team as well. Sometimes you can build that team on the front end before you can realize the gains from that. It's, you see a team as an investment, you know, and and here in our company, um, and I personally as well, I mean, we see people as an investment. You know, we may hire somebody earlier than most people think we maybe should sometimes, but you have to invest in them. There's a learning curve and things like that. So that was a good book that taught a lot of that. Another, one of my favorites is Start With Why. with Simon Sinek, I mean, we we did a, um, I don't know, it was a two or three day um, retreat here several years ago with and use that book as kind of the guide. And, you know, it, it not only from a business side of it, but from a personal side, I think you should, you know, you don't see a mission statement on our wall when you walk through the building. Um, I don't even know if you officially have a mission statement, but you have a why, yeah. right? So when you walk through our company, you should be able to feel that why. You should see it on people um and and, it, and everyone here has a very similar why and i that's think most organi- successful organizations hire the people and they also do business with people that have a very similar why um why do you do things you know and, and that's a great book um that talks a lot about it and
0: yeah i think it's so that's both those are two of my favorite books the um starts with why you know my first guest in this podcast was uh rob teshner callsign cujo and uh i he actually coached me for several years and mm-hmm. He, um, I, you know, I've been in sales and business development my pretty much my entire life, and I had never read that book until about two years ago. Gotcha. And he uh, he told me to read that. Um, he wanted to know what my why was, and I couldn't answer that. Right. And um, so, a very powerful book. I would recommend anybody read that book. And same thing with Good to Great. You know, I had the opportunity of reading that book at a prior prior employer, and we we developed that you know that mindset that you know there's you got to get the right people on the bus, exactly. and then once they're on the bus, you want to make sure they're in the right seats on the bus. Uh, because you can have the right people on the bus, but they could just simply be in the wrong seat.
1: And that's a good point. Exactly right. And, you know, you want to – the right people on that bus may shift seats. You know, they may decide, okay, um, and I say this kind of loosely, I guess, you want to work yourself out of a job in a way, all right? You want to continue to grow so you can get more people on that bus in those right seats and yeah. as you grow other people are growing yeah so now it was a very good book um absolutely of course you got you got napoleon hill thinking grow rich that's a good classic um and another one that i stumbled across which was about netflix uh, it's called powerful building a uh, powerful building a culture of freedom and responsibility and it really kind of hones in on my sandbox theory without calling it that i guess Um, you create that culture of freedom but yet you have that responsibility that you earn from that so that one was and it talks about netflix absolutely to me that was a pretty good book
0: that's awesome and and netflix i mean look at the journey netflix has taken right from the from the days of mailing dvds and videos in the mail to now all the streaming and i think everybody well not everybody but i'm sure majority of our listeners have netflix probably on their tv at home that they utilize uh you know for evening shows and things along those lines i know my wife and i do so Well, Jeff, I always end this podcast uh, with the same question, and that question is always for the people listening to this podcast: What is one piece of advice you would give them when it comes to leadership?
1: I'm going to do a couple little ones here, real quick for you. Um, obviously, read, study, listen to podcasts—you know, YouTube, audio books, anything um, about other leaders. You know, I've, I've always enjoyed that, and I think most anybody trying to grow should do that. Treat others well. I mean, that's a big thing, and always, always stay humble.
0: No, I, I agree with all those tenements, yep. right? I, um, I got into podcasts a couple of years ago and I I you know I do a lot of driving myself between clients and, and prospects and um, I always got, got the radio on or the podcast on to listen to them. I, I learn a lot from there. I think treat others well is, is something that should resonate with all of us and I agree, stay humble. Yep. So, Jeff, well, on behalf of St. Louis Leaders, I appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Cornerstone Employer Solutions, Inbound Blend Digital Marketing, and NWOIT. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate your time.
1: Appreciate it. Have a great day.
0: Thank you.